to the Beef Watch Podcast. I'm Aaron Berger, a Nebraska Extension Beef Educator. For today's Beef Watch Podcast, we will be discussing the topic of selecting and developing replacement heifers. To discuss this, I'm joined today by Dr. Rick Funston, who's a Nebraska Extension Beef Cattle Reproductive Physiologist. Thanks for joining me today, Rick. Yeah, I'm glad to be on. Dr. Funston, you've been involved with some research at the Goodmanson Sandhills Lab that's looked at age of when a heifer calf is born, as well as the age of her dam, and then tracked the performance of those heifers on through the herd to see if there's some indications that we might know around that day that heifer is born, and the influence of that on the likelihood of their being successful as a cow. Share with us some of the data that you've been looking at, and then what are some of the implications for producers as they think about management decisions. Yeah, and we're in a time where people are either starting to wean calves or or are weaning, especially with the dry conditions in general, and making decisions on what replacement females to keep. And, you know, records are very important. Um, A lot of uh, uh, recommendations based on uh, phenotype of the animal was to get rid of the big ones and the small ones and keep the middle cut. Well, if the heifer's big because she was born early and out of a moderate-sized cow, that's probably a mistake based on records from the Goodmanson Ranch and other places. We find that the heifers born in the first uh, 21 days of the calving period have a higher pregnancy rate. They uh, tend to have similar performance in average daily gain. Uh, They're heavier at breeding. There's more cycling. Again, they have higher initial pregnancy rate. They breed back better and wean a heavier calf. So having known nothing else about a female uh, that you might keep for a replacement, knowing when she was born and, and what type of cow she was out of is very good criteria for replacement heifer selection. The other one that is uh, Bob Cushman at Meat Animal Research Center and George Perry up at South Dakota, who's now at Texas. Anyway, they put together a lot of producer records and looked at not necessarily age, but when that heifer first became pregnant, her initial time, and basically demonstrating that age did not explain all of the variation of when she became pregnant. But if she became pregnant in her first cycle, in her first breeding, she had greater longevity, and the numbers uh, elude me a little bit, but by the time she weaned her sixth calf, she weaned you the equivalent of another another calf because of uh, age effect on, on weaning weight. So if you have the luxury of keeping more... F- Uh, replacement heifers than you need. Some recommendations have been to expose them for a short period of time and only keep the ones that get pregnant early or expose them for however long you want and uh, have your veterinarian select them based on which ones became pregnant early if there's a potential uh, marketing opportunity for excess uh, pregnant females that are born outside of uh, say what you would select for for breeding and calving date. Dr. Funston, there's also some data that heifer calves born to mature cows, those resulting heifer calves tend to have better conception rates, especially as two-year-olds when they're getting bred for the second time. 
share with us a little more about that data and what might be influencing those kind of results. Yeah, that's some interesting data. Good example, keeping records and then going back and doing some subsequent analysis. But yeah, they had heifers born to first calvers had a lower pregnancy rate in their second breeding season than something that had one or more calves by what was it, 60 or 58 versus 84 percent. Um, after they had had one calf, it didn't seem to matter. But uh, yeah, so. It could have some influence on uh, on uh, development. Um, obviously, that first calver has lower milk production, and those calves may not be as uh, as developed, if you will, because of that. They're also would be bred to some more, you know, calving ease type genetics, which shouldn't have a huge impact on uh, on when they rebreed or for their second breeding season but that's also another possibility and then we have in here during pregnancy younger cows are still growing and need more energy and nutrients and the higher nutritional requirement is likely resulting in imbalances in the in the uterus during the developing heifer so we could relate back to some of the very interesting work that's been done at the Goodmanson Ranch on fetal programming, those animals that are still growing and maybe in a less than adequate nutritional environment might impact uh, uh, the developing fetus. And it could be more pronounced in a, in a first calf heifer, say, compared to something that's more uh, close to their mature size and not growing, I guess. Anything else you'd like to highlight about developing heifer calves as we think about the time of year we're in and people are making selection decisions on which ones they might want to retain this year? Yeah, I, there's some other beef reports and things looking at characteristics of, of uh, heifers, trying to explain why they become pregnant and when they become pregnant. One thing to use caution, I guess, uh, somewhat, you know, one thing that really stood out in some of those data sets from both down here at North Platte and at the Goodmanson were those higher growth potential females tended to be open more so or breed later. And and uh, a lot of the thought in that is uh, those heifers are, are putting a lot more nutrients into something other than reproduction they're uh, growing themselves and so they tend to reach puberty later and uh, don't shunt the nutrients to reproduction as something that's more moderate and then you know it's too late now depending on your breeding program but certainly consider the the advantages of having a crossbred female they they over time will produce you more calves and have a greater net return and fertility is 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 also higher there's some criteria in there jim gosey gave on selecting replacement females and you know one one of them was age which we've talked a lot about here today another was out of the older females and that agrees with this data set too uh, it might be contrary to some of the geneticists that say your best genetics should be out of your younger females well 
I think Jim Gosey's comment was, prove it. Those older cows that calve in their first cycle, year in, year out, have proven that they are adapted to the environment that you're producing animals in, and that a young female really hasn't proven anything yet. So there is uh, some other things too, but uh, I think age and, and when she conceives, those are at the top of my list. Anything else you'd like to highlight on this topic as we wrap this up? I don't think so. Just invite you to read over those articles. And and there's several others in there. If you just go into the beef website and type heifer development, the search box, it'll bring up a, a lot of articles that give you some thoughts as we're going into this uh, time of weaning and, and selecting replacement females. I recommend developing in them on a moderate plane of nutrition and a high roughage ration. Uh, heifer never has to gain more than a pound and a half a day to reach some target weight that will exceed what we've shown is needed for breeding. So don't overdo it with feed resources that are uh, seemingly inexpensive and concentrated. It certainly can affect those animals later in life and I've got some people that delay weaning quite some time and and uh, run heifers over with with their mature cows and don't wean them till some time before uh, spring. Wouldn't recommend that with a a young female, but uh, it might be a cheaper way to background. They do need some additional supplementation, but certainly been a a larger adoption of that practice after driving around in southwest Nebraska last year, I was surprised how many pairs there were still on corn stalks, but that might be a viable option. But don't don't let them slip condition, and they do need to be supplemented. And again, caution not to do it with a young female. Well, thanks again for joining me today, Dr. Funston. Well, for more information on the topic that was discussed in today's Beef Watch podcast, again, I would encourage you to visit the beef.unl.ed website. Several articles, webinars, and also NEB guides on this topic.